What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, I'm sitting with George Passantino. He is the CEO and one of the co-founders of Quokka Brew. We talk about taking that first leap and creating a product in the CPG space, really doing everything for the first time, what that's been like for his team and him as they've grown Quokka Brew, and now as they take on the next endeavor, which is getting on more retail shelves. So I enjoyed this one, especially it really resonated with me from like the hustle, figure it out at all costs, you know, startup mentality that's needed when you get into a business. So if you're thinking of that, I think you might, you know, be inspired by this episode. But before we get into that, as always, we put on this show here at Cave Social. We're a marketing agency based out of LA. We help companies grow with social media. So if you're feeling stuck, hit that contact us and we'd love to help you out. All right. Cheers. Enjoy this episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. Today joining me is the CEO of Quaka Brew, and that is George Passantino. George, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. So before we get into where Quaka is going, the journey so far, I want to rewind the clock. Talk to me about how you even got into the coffee space. What made you and your other co-founders say, hey, this is something we got to do? Yeah, definitely. I guess so starting way back, I guess the story really originates in seventh grade because my co-founder and I, OFEC, who's also the co-CEO, we've known each other since middle school. And over the years, we had launched multiple businesses together. We had e-commerce stores. We had a muffin business in high school that got to run a six-figure run rate while we were still in high school. Both ended up going to UC Berkeley together. And that's where really Quokabru ends up happening. As uh, we were studying for finals one week and we were just drinking a ton of coffee like most college students. And we started to notice we were getting super jittery, anxious, and eventually just totally crashing. And we're those kids that are always like naturally curious, like wanting to figure out things and, and do our own research. We just thought it was weird. Like, why is this happening? Why are there any solutions to it? We basically just went from there and started talking to our friends and realized that a lot of people were experiencing these same negative side effects. So spent the next six months just on research and development. While we were still in undergrad, we partnered with some food scientists and chemists and ended up solving this problem that's really never been solved before. Cool. So you're in undergrad. You say, okay, we're going to do this shit. And you lock it up and you like get a food scientist. You go forward. You're pressing. Now, what was that moment of like, okay, it's real and we have a business and we're not just like selling to friends and family. Like, was there a moment of getting in a retailer? Was it e-com? Like where, yeah, what was that thing that made it real? You know, past mom and dad and uncles and brothers (laughs) and sisters buying it. Yeah. And we definitely had that stage where it's primarily just our friends and the people close to us that were buying it. But I remember this like moment very vividly because we did like same day drop-offs in Berkeley. Like if you lived in Berkeley, we'd just drop it off at your house. And we had somebody order and it was a name that I've never noticed before. So I, I sent OFEC a text. I was like, hey, do you know this guy? He's like, no. And I was like, this is our first real customer. And I remember dropping it off to this guy. He lived about 45 minutes away from my house. So I walked 45 minutes to drop off one quota to him. And it was like, he, he didn't even realize how important it was to us. But he's like, yeah, I just saw it and thought it was interesting. And I guess from there, that's when we realized like we're doing something that people are actually interested in and like want to try. So it was at that moment really that we realized that, you know, this is something. That's amazing. That like, whoa, this is resonating. We're not alone. This messaging is like you said, is like, this is a person we don't know. That's huge. Now talk to me about the evolution of the company, right? So it gets going, you're in college. Now you're doing deliveries. How 
how did scaling up go for you? How was that process of like, cause we talked a little bit off air and you said like, Hey, I didn't have any experience doing this. We didn't have any experience. So like, where did you go? Did you just, was it all like Google it till you figured it out and then go walk me through that process of getting into, you know, those getting on the shelves really at places and what that looked like. Yeah, definitely. And I think something that we were really lucky is that everyone on the team, cause we also like, it was my co-founder Ofek and I, and then we brought on a couple other people like Kevin, our COO and Gabe, our chief business development officer and a few others. And it started with it. Like we acknowledged that we didn't know what we were doing in the sense that we didn't know which way was up and how to grow. So we just started reaching out to other founders and we got really lucky because we had a lot of you know, very experienced founders that helped point us in the right direction. From there, we also had COVID happen. So that really threw a wrench in our plans. But we then ended up launching an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign in July of 2020, aiming to raise around $15,000. And we ended up raising over $72,000 in pre-orders and making Quokka one of the highest crowdfunded beverages of all time, which really helped us out. That's awesome. So now when you start to, you go, you launch Indiegogo, you get a little, little bit of funding, the pre-orders, now, I know some companies have had fulfillment issues when they're on Indiegogo, GoFundMe, et cetera. Walk me through, was there that like, oh crap moment, like we need to fulfill these orders now? And, and walk me through kind of how that looked from building out the operations and kind of scaling up. Yeah, it definitely was a scary process. It was extremely exciting and we were all like on top of the moon. Like we accomplished our goal and then some, but there definitely was an experience. We realized like we have 1300 orders to pack and we're the fulfillment team. And there's like five of us. But I mean, we just put our heads down like we had to do this. Like it wasn't a point. We're not refunding these people's money. We're, we're set, we they already bought the coffee. So it was just figuring it out. And to top it all off, it was all during COVID. So like supply chains were super impacted. There was just delays, delays, delays. No one knew what was going on. Um, but we just kind of went in there and we, we did it. It took a little bit longer than we expected. We were about a month delayed. But our supporters were the best ever. Like they loved us and we're incredibly appreciative of how patient they were with us. And then we got the quokas to us. We packed 1,200 orders or 1,300 orders in one day um, and turned our house into a fulfillment center mess. But it was an experience to say the least. Man, I love that. I love when I hear about companies and people like, hey, we're just going to figure it out kind of the mentality like you know it might not be pretty but it's gonna work and then we'll work on the systems and operations and all that as we scale this thing out because i love that hustle and i think a lot of people listening who are either thinking about starting their own company or who have already walked down that path are probably having that like flashback to their early days so i appreciate that now okay so now you get through that you get through that fulfillment now there's the next thing that you've never done, right? Which is like, what was that next thing that you've never done? Was that figuring out manufacturing? Was that getting distribution partners? Was that getting some partner, like some signed contracts to get on shelves? Like, was it e-com rollout? Like, what was that next phase for you? Yeah, I think from the Indiegogo, it was really more of just like, how do we bring this to the next level? Like, how do we take this from, you know, six-figure business or six-figure run rate business and now moving on to a seven? So it was just kind of that transition and how do we scale up our you know, our revenues online without, you know, scaling up ad spend at a much higher rate. So for us, it was just figuring out like, you know, how do we make this work? And it took a lot of kind of networking and speaking to the right people and like help from the team around us. We really developed a community of supporters and people that just support the brand and help push us that we're like at the point now where our community is helping us get into even more places. Like we're launching Amazon very soon in talks with some other really amazing retailers and online retailers that are just helping us, you know, push to the next direction. That's awesome. Now, in terms of marketing and building the brand, right? You have the one facet, which it sounds like you guys knocked out of the park on product. 
and that people are like, hey, I want to try this. I want to come back. I want to buy. Now, how do you stand out in this space where there's a lot of, there's a lot of competition, right? There's a lot of brands coming through. Like, what is the thing you think that's helping you guys stick out from the competition and get, you know, the coveted shelf space or get that position even more coveted in someone's fridge? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's an uphill battle. There's a lot of coffee companies in the space right now. I think our secret weapon is our creative director, Miguel. He's one of the most creative people I've ever met. And it's the amazing like combination of both creativity and like the hard skills to create the content. So we designed the can, the website, the look and feel of our custom boxes, and really just the brand feel as a whole. And I think that resonates with a lot of people. But more than that, I think it was understanding and having like deep conversations with kind of everyone on the team. Like, what does this brand mean to us? Like, why Quoka? What, what's a Quoka? And kind of everything kind of in that space. And just communicating that in an, like kind of in art, like how do we represent the emotions that Quoka means to us, to our consumers? And how do we show that through kind of colors and imagery and things along those lines? Very cool. Yeah, it's uh, the website's beautiful. Yeah, I love the packaging. Now, what's next? What's the next challenge when we look at Quoka yeah. and the next steps? I think the the amazing part is like now now that all of the team are graduated, so we're all full-time on this, we have five of us full-time. We get to wake up every morning and create our own destiny. We get to make the decision like this is where we're going to go. This is the direction that we're taking the company, which at times is scary, but at times it's like really amazing because we get to you know create the future for us. I think kind of our future direction, we're now tackling retail. So we're launching in some retailers down in Los Angeles, such as Erwan, and have some up in the Bay that we're launching very soon that we can't talk about just yet. But it's really, I think, just knocking retail out of the park. Um, we want to be a brand that stands out, that has amazing sell-through. And we think that we're going to be able to do it with a lot of the creative things we have in, up our sleeve. And then from there, you know, keep scaling our direct-to-consumer, launching on Amazon, and overall just keep moving us in the right direction. That's awesome. Yeah, it's one of those things where you really got to fight on three fronts when you have CPG, right? You have your website sales. I, Amazon is another front now. I think that everyone has to kind of acknowledge and go. But then the one, the last one, which is, and the big one still is getting that retail locked up and getting that shelf space, right? Cool, man. Well, before I let you go, one, let people know where they can connect with you online, but two, more importantly, where they can get Quoka. Where can they go <laughs> find it online? Best place for them to order. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the best place is just quokabrew.com unless you're in LA and you want to stop by Erwan. But quokabrew.com and that's just Q-U-O-K-K-A-B-R-E-W.com. That's probably the best place. And then for connecting with me online, my LinkedIn is just George Passantino. And then my email is just george at quokabrew.com. Amazing. So what I will do, I'll put links to all those in the show notes page. So listeners, you can go grab yourself some Coca Brew. And also if you're in the CPG space, maybe you're listening to this, you're on the distribution side, or you're on the brand side at retail, or maybe you're someone who's just curious. I'll you know reach out, connect with George. I always think that those connections can't hurt. So George, thanks again for coming on today, man. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right, everybody, that's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time. Uh-huh.